going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Batman News Weekly, episode 68 in year two of this podcast. And uh, it is the night before Thanksgiving that we are recording this. Uh, I know that I'm going to have a very small Thanksgiving. Clay, what are you going to be doing for Thanksgiving? I am going to have my Thanksgiving dinner in my bed. Like, that's nice. how small it's going to be. Um, we were thinking about going to see my grandmother in the morning. But it sounds like there's already going to be a ton of people there. And yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I think I'll just FaceTime her, say hi, say happy Thanksgiving. And then that'll be that. My mom is actually currently in Houston right now. She just had surgery. Uh, she's oh. going to be coming back and she's going to be at home anyway. So, uh, yeah, just super small. And we ordered from this random restaurant today. Uh, and it came with like cooking instructions, like everything's cooked, but it huh? had it, everything is cooked, but it had warming instructions. Oh. So it's like, um, I know how to warm up food. Uh, I don't know if yeah. it's like something specific that I have to do, but yeah. it it looks nice. It looks good. So I'm I'm ready for tomorrow. Nice. Yeah, my my sister and my mom are actually cooking some stuff downstairs at the moment. So um, that's going to be pretty interesting. But uh, for the most part, yeah, I think it's just my immediate family that lives here. And that's about it. So uh, I think my grandmother and my aunt might come by just because they weren't they weren't going to do anything. But that'll be the extent of it, I think. But we'll see. I don't really know. Uh, I'm just kind of going to be there. So, yeah. But for the most part, uh, we have some interesting things on today's podcast. Um, I will say and I will apologize right now. I read one of the comics we're going to talk about. Just because uh, I'm getting in, uh, this week's been crazy for me. Like I have a lot of medical stuff that I've been doing just because I'm not going to have insurance after this week. So I have not had time to do shit. Fun like, stuff. It's just, yeah, it's uh, yeah, yeah. Woo. It's nice. I love living in a state or in a freaking country that has no health care. <laughs> fucking shit. Uh, uh, but anyways, um, it's going to be an exciting 2021 for me. Uh, but. Yeah, so I've been doing some crazy shit, so comics have been the least of my worries, although I actually went to a comic shop today, which was nice to go to one, because I felt like I haven't been to one in a while. Uh, I picked up uh, Criminal Insanity from last week, yeah, and I picked up Rorschach, which surprisingly wasn't on my pull list. I was uh, very confused why it wasn't, so I got that. And uh, I got um, I didn't get the three Jokers card, the free ones they were giving out, so I got one today. Oh, nice. So that was really nice, because I've been getting one for every single one of those um but yeah so it's nice to go so yeah um but we're gonna jump into of course to the entertainment stuff uh with something that i was very shocked to find out today that the joker movie which has been out for over a year has been nominated for two grammys which is insane yeah and i wait didn't they already win one i or they, did they win the oscar for music they won the oscar for music Okay, so, so wow. But wow. did the Grammys not happen last year? I I, I don't, don't know. When I don't even know when the Grammys happen normally. So I okay, true. so I wonder if I wonder if they didn't meet the deadline. Well, here's the thing. So the Grammys are apparently, well, I don't know. It says this the 30s, the 63rd Grammys will take place on January 1st or January 31st of 2021. But when were things starting? Things started getting canceled like in February and March of this year, right? The end of February, yeah. So then the Grammys would have happened 
So I'm very, yeah, maybe they didn't hit the deadline. I don't really know. It just seems very odd that they're just now getting nominated. Also, I didn't know the Grammys did stuff for best intro instrumental arrangement, which is that's the bathroom scene and yeah. um, best score soundtrack for visual media. Um, I thought the Grammy was just all music music. I didn't know it was movie music, too. Yeah, that's, that's something very interesting. I've learned. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I hope it adds to it because they want everything else. Like that was one of the best soundtracks. I know. Um, How many awards did freaking Joker win last year? I have no. I mean, he dominated every best actor uh, yeah. at every award show. Well, so. I I think that like the Oscars in particular. Well, no, no, no. Wait, no, no, no. I think it was overall like in the award season, mm-hmm. they won like so many awards. Not just with yeah. hi, with him as best actor, but mm-hmm. again with music, with uh, production, all that stuff. Man, yeah. I still need to go see. I still need to see that movie. I think. I've only seen it the three times with you uh, in theaters. So, yeah, I think I've went back and I do this with every movie I have on my phone, which you have an iPhone now, so you'll probably end up doing this too. I just go back and watch the favorite scenes of movies that I yeah. have on my phone. Like I do that all the time. So I've went and I've watched the bathroom scene and when he's killed those guys, and of course the very end. Um, so I've just done that. I don't think I don't know if I've sat down and just watched it all again. Um, I still need to show it, it to Abby. She's never seen it. Ooh, I might do she that hasn't tomorrow. Seen it? Yeah, she hasn't seen it. I might do that tomorrow. That's interesting. Yeah, so Joker's fantastic, uh, as always. We could say that. Uh, does not need a sequel. Just going to throw that out there. Doesn't need a sequel. That is true. Um, uh, the comic shop, when I went today, because uh, I was updating my pool list, they um, mentioned, do you want the one shot of the three Jokers? So. I don't know if they have some information. You know what? You know, you know what? What it probably is, is because it was announced and because Three Jokers was so big, I'm guessing DC is trying to pick up as many pre-orders mm-hmm. as possible to see how big this one shot is still going to be. Because... Yeah. We didn't like the ending. From no. what I have they heard, said it was going to be a well. I guess epilogue is post, right? Yeah. What's a what's the prologue? one that's in front of the prologue? prologues? Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. prologue and then confused. epilogue. Now, yeah. I have listened to about four different uh, comic book reviews of the Three Jokers finale. Mm-hmm. Not everybody dug the ending now again they give praise about that conversation in back of the black gate oh uh, yeah uh freaking or arkham van yeah but after that it goes downhill so Mm. i'm curious to see how the numbers change compared to what three jokers was to the one shot i'd be curious yeah, it'd be very interesting. I don't I don't see Jeff Johns losing anything. Um, I had a very interesting conversation today. Uh, it brought up Jeff Johns because we were talking about how it might be best for comic book artists. I mean, some comic book uh, people 
to not have social media because we talked about the Tom King thing. I talked about how, dude, when I'm on the podcast, I'd be like, I'm sl- I slob on his knob, dude. Like, I, I'm not by like, you know, I try to tell you up front that I really like this this writer. So it kind of, you know, shows if there is any bias or whatever. But and I brought up the Jay Lee thing. I was like, but when he fucks up, we talk shit about it. Yeah. And I read, I talked about the Jay Lee thing. Uh, Rob at the comic shop was mentioning like, yeah, he probably should just get off social media. And I was like, I mean, dude, to be honest, I was like, look at Jeff Johns. I was like, he's in a big controversy right now, but his books are still selling like hotcakes because he doesn't say anything. So like, it might be better if you have that mystery to you. You know what I mean? Because everybody knows the more you're on social media, the more you put your life out there, the more people can hate on you for more things. You know what I mean? Like, I know people have hate on Tom King because he shows his kids. Like, that's just pathetic. But like, oh, yeah, people, you know what people, I mean? people are garbage. And sometimes I will even wrap myself in that role of garbage. But mm-hmm. when people are the absolute worst when it comes to thinking that they can gatekeep on their favorite characters. Yeah, uh, because they can a writer can do one small in their minds wrong thing. And those fans will send legit death threats over a comic book. Yeah, like yeah. that. I, I'm not cool with that. I'm not cool with death threats, but I, I am. Like you said, we can observe an instance online, observe mm-hmm a storyline and give our opinion yeah and that's what we do that's what we Mm -hmm. do we don't do anything malicious we say hey if this writer is doing something really stupid in comics and in story we will say it yeah you know but that doesn't mean you should harm their life or anything like i don't hate anybody oh i hate one person but for the most part, and it's not a comic book writer. No, that's just I, I personal know, life. Yeah, I, I know exactly who you're talking <laughs> about. The, view, the viewers don't know. Um, but for the most part, no writer has pissed me off to the point where I'm like, oh, I want them to die. I'm just I like, I just don't want you to be on this book anymore. Like, that's as bad as it goes. Because I think just even saying, I think saying somebody shouldn't have, not even necessarily you shouldn't have a job. It's not even that far. It's just like, I just don't want you oh, on I've this book. Oh, I've gone that far. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know you have. <laughs> but for the most part, like, I'm just like, get off this book. Because, you know, I mean, for if anybody that's listened to our podcast, we know that lately, Tynan is our number one. Our yes. number one bad guy. Mm-hmm. But we've also said on this podcast, Tynan's other stuff is good. So yes. we, that's what pisses me off. Like, it's yeah. that. Like, you, it, we're good. So, like, his stuff is good as recent as you have read Department of Truth. Yes, it's good. Most DC writers have read Justice League Dark, which was almost critically acclaimed, as well as his detective run, which yeah. made a really cool dynamic between Clayface and who was it? Orphan? Sandra King. Yeah, yeah. Cassandra. And, you know, brought Tim back into the front fold of, you know, a bat book. So he has the ability to write really good. Yeah. But this whole idea of latching on to creating a manga style. Oh, yeah. So we don't want to go that far into it. Like we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about, but I will say this going into this whole point of trying to create this manga style DC universe or bat universe 
has really messed him up as far as where his writing could go. But we will get more to that later on into the show. Yeah, definitely. Um, so uh, more just uh, not I wanted to say housekeeping, but it has nothing to do with the podcast. But one thing that did happen right after our podcast uh, l- when we recorded last week, not at night, but the next day was uh, if you live in California, specifically L.A., Burbank area, D.C. and the city of Burbank. I don't I, I don't know if it's considered a city or whatever it is that area of Burbank unleashed a seven foot Batman statue designed by Jim Lee and sculpted by some artists in Burbank, I believe. It looks amazing. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. I I don't know. Like you said, we had this conversation at work. I don't know why they did not put this in front of DC. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how far it is from DC because DC's headquarters is in Burbank. So I don't know how far. Like, it could be down the street. Like, yeah. we don't, I don't know. Um, but again, like I said, DC's building for nobody that doesn't know this. I've actually been to the headquarters, humble break. Um, but it's in a random ass building that you would not guess. Is this like, they where don't have DC is, plastered on the wall? Is this where they bring all their new interns for lunch? Like right there? Probably. Because if know. you look at the if you look at the pictures that they had to announce it, it looked mm-hmm. like it was in a food like a food courtyard. Yeah, uh, like some sort of outside sitting area for a restaurant. Uh, yeah. And it may just be how California is, you know, that yeah. I'm just making a slight observation, but it looks awesome. Like yeah. I, I also said this at work. Juice has made me more passionate about Batman. <laughs> yeah. Than I have ever been in my entire life, just because I have lost interest in Superman, which tears my heart. But like, I, I, I want DC to do more of this. Like, yeah, do I, I, like I said, I said this, they should do like hedges of freaking superheroes in front of DC mm-hmm. or something decorative. And if they don't put a freaking Santa Claus hat on that thing for December, it's, it's a missed opportunity. I'm sure somebody I'm very interested to see who's went out there and took photos. Like yeah. I told my friend who lives in Burbank, I was like, go take a photo with this thing. Like, just go to it. Um, because he went with me to the uh WB Studios tour and we took photos with the uh statue from uh the Dark Knight uh rises at the very end, because they have it's they have it there. Oh nice. So like it's just that like, you know, towering Batman one at the very end. So we took photos with that and of course all the Batmobiles and stuff. So um, I told him, I was like, dude, you got to go take a photo with this big ass fucking Batman statue. And uh, I'm just hoping that, you know, there's good security cameras around there. I would hate anybody to defile that thing. It looks gorgeous. Yeah. Um, it's got the thing I noticed, too, is I think the belt and the the symbol are different colors. Right? Yeah. Like it's, they it's, stand it's out. Like a, it's so it looks like a bronze statue, mm-hmm. but the belt and the logo have a little bit of like a goldish tint to it. Yeah. The same thing with the plaque that uh says who it's yeah. by or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, so if you if you live in the California area, even if you're not from LA and you want to drive, I would say take that long short hour drive. That is not how it works in LA. Um <laughs> definitely it's outside too. So you know you can be COVID safe. You know, just wear your mask, go out there and 
Uh, although I hear there's curfews in LA right now or in California. So, you know, we have the same the rules. We have the same curfew now. Yeah, but you know, our state doesn't give a fuck. Um, it's only for four so, days. I'm like, what's four days going to do? Like, seriously. A lot. I'm going to die. I can't. I can't wear a mask. Medical conditions. Fuck out of here. <laughs> um, sorry. We're trying not to get yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways. Fucking go check out the statue because I don't live in Burbank. I would have went and saw this shit day one because Jim Lee was there like at the unveiling and stuff. And like if you guys have never met Jim Lee, he's a nice fucking guy. I've been in his presence twice and it's just awesome. Um, I've got to say hi to him and talk to him once, but the other time was just like real quick. Uh, but, you know, Jim Lee's cool. Again, I hope he stays at DC and he's the face of DC for a very long time going forward. I hope he doesn't make the Jeff Johns jump to movies granted yeah because i'm i don't know man i don't know how much they're getting paid there but i feel like jim lee because he's such a legend he's probably was making more than john's in my opinion i could be wrong there i just feel like he's he's the face and i feel like he probably does more there um because he also does all the covers and shit so like how much is his cover price well so so uh, a slack chat of mine had this random conversation today and somebody was lucky enough to get some answers from some old school artist about how much artists got paid at DC uh, mm-hmm. and just in comics in general. And they were saying how back in the day, late 80s, early 90s, um, their prices were about $75 a page. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's, I think, anywhere from 65 to 75 So it's a range and it's not just solidified. Mm-hmm. But a Spider-Man or a Batman could be two to four hundred dollars a page. Really? Yeah. You can get rid of a fucking car note with one Batman book. Yeah. Dan, even if he's get obviously it's Jim Lee, he's probably getting four hundred dollars for every Batcat page. That's like let's just say he's getting four hundred dollars for twelve issues. Four hundred times twelve, he made forty eight hundred dollars just off twelve issues. Yeah, that's insane. and the thing is, Jim Lee has such a turnover rate. If he's not busy, he can mm-hmm. he can pull out a a freaking sketch super fast. Yeah, like I've seen it on his Twitch channel. He does it super fast, and so. He could literally do 12 covers easily in one month. Easily. Yeah. And that's, boom, $4,800 right there. Yeah. I mean, what? during He did 60 during the COVID thing? Like, didn't he do 60 plus or something like that to yeah. sell? Yeah. Yeah. The he's insane, off. man. Yeah, he's a machine. Um, so I'm glad that he got a statue. Uh, I'm glad that it was his design. And I hope we see more of that. I would love to see a Wonder Woman somewhere. I don't know where they would put it, but I would love to see a Wonder Woman statue, and I'd love to see a Superman statue. Um, I would love well, to see a the Trinity ba- statue. There's a Batman statue, remember, somewhere in England? Oh, in London. London. In London, yes. Yeah. It's Wonder Woman and Batman. Yes. Uh, so yeah. now it's there's London, just yeah. they just need a fucking Superman statue somewhere. Well, we got one at Fiesta Texas, bro. He's on top of his roller coaster. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. 
Stop it. No. I mean, he's he's faded as fuck. Yes, but he is. <laughs> he's up there. Uh, even Superman is not strong enough. Dude, for did I team. tell you uh, last year was my first time writing that? Uh, I think you mentioned it. Was that uh, the one where uh, there might have been an accident the, uh, during the trip? Oh, yeah. A child? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was my first time writing the Superman. And I remember yeah. I was not tall enough back in the day when I was a kid. And at one point, I think my older brother kind of scared me out of it when I was tall. Mm-hmm. Enough, so I didn't go. But this time I was like, fuck you guys. I'm going to do it anyway. And it was yeah. awesome. And I'm just like, man, I yeah, probably no, would have enjoyed that, that a nice. lot better when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Roller coasters were always something I was always scared of. Um but I've gotten, I rode the uh, Whiplash uh, fucking rat, Rattler we had back in the day. That oh, was hell. Always, that was scary as hell. No, I will, um, to this day, I will never ride that roller coaster. Well, it, it doesn't exist anymore. So. No, it still does. I thought they closed it down. No, no. so they, they replaced, uh, in, instead of wood, it's, they've mm-hmm. made it into metal. No, but I thought they closed that down too. It was there when we went. Really? When yeah. was the last time you went? Well, last like year. A year ago? Yeah. Oh. So they weird. may have closed it down between it. then. But for people who don't know, who are not from this area, a long time ago, a long time ago, there was an accident. And it broke. And ever since then, I have said, nope, not doing it. My little brother and my stepbrother at the time with my stepdad went on that roller coaster like when I was in, gosh, maybe middle school. Yeah. And my stepdad had to duck to get through the little tunnel. Mm-hmm. Or he would have been decapitated. And yeah. on my brother's seat, the latch went undone. So they had to hold it down the entire ride. Yeah. After going yeah, through like two loops. So, so after they told me that, I was like, hell no. Hell no. Yeah. Ne- never. Never. Yeah, it was it was very sketch. Um, I will say that. The sketchiest one I had ever been on, though, wasn't even here in Texas. I went to Universal City or Universal Studios in Orlando, and I got on the Incredible Hulk one, and that one was kind of sketch because, like, it, the thing clamps down, but it felt like there was a little wiggle room. Oh. And so, like, I was holding on. I was like, no, you bitch, Hulk, I fucking hate Marvel. And I was like, fucking, like, oh, man, oh, dude. And man. then it was, like, really fast and, like, had turns and stuff, too. So I was like, oh, once I got off, I was like, fuck my life. <laughs> Although they have a really good Spider-Man interactive ride there, though, which is really cool. Awesome. Um, But anyways, they should do a Gotham City fucking type thing. Oh, that would Batman. be kind of like, cool. Yeah, virtual. That would be kind of dope. Um, but Batman has like a shitty ride here too. Like that oh, it sucks. was so bad. It was so bad. Yeah, it just looks stupid. Yeah, like what is that? Like bring back the Joker one. Um, speaking of Joker though, uh, you I didn't see any of this, so take the ride on this one. So, uh, take this as you will. But there has been rumblings sometime within the next few days, whether it be super late tonight. Or whether it be during Thanksgiving or in the next few days, there are rumblings of a possible uh, reveal of the Nightmare Joker. Now, last week we did see that uh, Joe Meganello 
actually did show his uh, Deathstroke, which was the Nightmare Deathstroke, um, teasing his role in that movie by saying uh, heroes and villains can uh, set aside their differences to help for a good cause. Of course, that is in reference to the nightmare scene where he teams up with Joker and Batman to possibly try to fight either Superman or Darkseid himself. And so we might see the other part of that Trinity being the nightmare Joker. So I'm very excited about this. Um, I'm excited to see what Zach has in mind for his vision for what a nightmare Joker even looks like. Hopefully it's not the Batman who laughs, but you know, Oh God, (laughs) that would be awful. Oh, if it's the Batman who laughs, uh, I might have to fast forward through the nightmare scene when I see Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, that would be awful. Like it That'd would be le- so bad. That would legitimately make my hype go down. <laughs> That's but saying something. It, it, it is saying something. But I will say, if we see like a Scott Snyder like sewn face, Jared Leto, mm, that would be pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he'll go that far, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's more like Mad Maxed out. Yeah, I feel like he's going to be a Mad Max style Joker, um, which would be kind of cool. Um, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, so I did actually see the next thing we're going to talk about is these possible leaked photos of what could be the Batcave. And I saw some other ones that said that could be the Iceberg Lounge. Yeah, I don't know if you saw those. Yes. So yeah, there's a. I don't know how they got these photos. I don't. I don't think they're in a studio. It looks like they're outside. No, they are outside, and it is pretty high up. Now, my first initial thought is drone. Somebody took a drone, yeah, and flew it over there. But there's got to be some sort of like no drone law or something whenever it comes to the WB or wherever this is lot. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, usually there can be, but I mean, if you have the balls, you can fucking just do a drone over stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I know when the walking dead was at, I mean, they probably still do this, but when the walking dead was at its height of popularity, they had people to shoot drones down. Like, are you serious? Yeah, they had people. Okay. So it's either, it was either the walking dead, which I want to say I did read that with the walking dead. But I know for a fact, because I saw this on, uh, I think somebody said it in a video that, or no, somebody said it on Kevin Smith's podcast, I think, that uh, Disney has people that shoot down drones when they were creating the Star Wars park. Because they didn't want anybody seeing stuff from the Star Wars park. That's insane. Yeah, I, I don't think they're shooting them with guns. They're like shooting them with like nets or something like that. So they're knocking it down and then they're just able to take it, you know, so that's um, insane yeah but i mean you know you want to get real secretive so uh yeah so that's pretty nuts so very surprised that that didn't happen but then again for anybody that is a techie that's listening to this drones are getting really small now so they're getting harder to see i think um, oh yeah because like one of the best ones that's like 4k is probably a little bit bigger than my phone which is pretty crazy that's insane so 
Yeah, like the body is at least probably a little bit bigger than my phone, and then the blades kind of go around it. But yeah, it, it's insane. Uh, they're getting insane. But yeah, so the Bat Cave looks like they're gonna shoot some of it on the outside of it if this is the Bat Cave, because it looks like there's like water, uh, and then there's like this big gaping hole around some trees. So that looks like maybe the entrance of the Bat Cave. If there is gonna be a plane that could fly into it, maybe You're or maybe it's just looking scenery. at this thing. The building of this thing is massive. Yeah. And that is insane. That they that they're actually like building this. It looks like it looks like a two story house, if not three. Yeah. Yeah. uh, And it's crazy, too, because like you see all the scaffolding, which is what a lot of movies are like. You think they're building a city. It's just the outside. And um, and it's crazy because when you go to like. If you ever go to L.A., or again, this is anybody, but take the WB tour. They'll take you down, like, the main road that you see in every show, every movie. It was on Friends all the time. Like, they use this main road for everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you can walk into the shops, but it's just all fucking plywood and stuff. Like, it's only the outside looks good. The inside of everything looks like crap. And uh, they just dress it up through the windows. And stuff, Dude, that reminds me of a TikTok that I saw. It said, I go to Target because they have ceilings. And it mm-hmm. showed the inside of a Walmart, how it's all of like the basically scaffolding. Uh, and yeah. it has very open ceilings. And then you go to Target and it's like actual legit ceilings. That's hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, this looks insane. It looks like they're building a city. I did see somebody point out they were like, check out the burn marks on these buildings. This could be Firefly. And so I was like, oh, oh okay. Interesting. Okay. okay. I, I, I so, see that. I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there was another one that had a lot of snow in it. So that could be the Iceberg Lounge, or it could be some kind of scenery outside where there is snow. Now, Meaning we could get a snowy Batman. Well, somebody said that if this is, in fact, outside, it goes along with the idea of a long Halloween story of a one year story. So going through the four seasons. So we will see fall. We will see summer. We will see winter with all the snow. If we get a snow scene with Batman, I think that will be so fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing's going to top him beating. What's his name? And, uh, well, technically, technically we got a snow scene in dark Knight rises um eh, it was yeah. starting to snow yeah but yeah. uh i'm waiting for somebody to give me kgbs versus batman in the snow that's what i want to see uh because that would be insane um but yeah so these uh these set photos look pretty cool uh i'm excited to see more i all i want from this movie right now is the catwoman suit i just want to see if we're gonna get a full bot like i don't even care if she has the beanie thing on right now i just want a clear shot of the catwoman suit yeah that's all i want um but, you know, I don't think we'll get anything from this for a while. And, uh, yeah, I'm waiting for them to start casting for the show. So, because we haven't got anything for that either. Um, and we don't even know who's going to be in it. So, very interested. But, you know, set photos look cool. Um, they're all over Instagram if you guys want to check them out. So, definitely go do that. Um, but that is all we have for entertainment news. I don't think there was anything that popped up on twitter or anything nope not at all it was very quiet this week yeah i'm pretty sure something will pop off tomorrow probably be that joker thing 
because that's what always happens when we record this podcast. So uh, <laughs> before we jump into uh, the reviews and talking about this big topic we have on Tynan, uh, just some comic book news. Jeff Johns and Gary Frank, not Jason Fabic. I always get them confused. Uh, Gary Frank are doing volume three of Batman for Earth One. Yes. And I believe it comes out in June. Yes, it has right? a it has a release window of June 21, meaning there isn't actually a date, meaning there isn't an actual like actual day that it comes out. But they are aiming for June of 2021. Yeah, so I did see on Twitter somebody, of course, because there's always that one guy. They're like, huh, so it's Jeff Johns and Frank, so that means it's coming out in 2022. Frank actually commented, he was like, uh, the pencils have been done for a while. He's like, we have no control over release dates. And it's, everybody was like, oh, damn, got told. Well, that I guy will say, if you guys want to see, this is not the way majority of DC does their uh, creative uh uh i guess collection of a comic or creation of a comic if you have disney plus you can go see marvel 616 watch episode 6 which is the marvel method and they talk a little bit about the process of creating comics uh a letterer who works for both dc and marvel uh joe caramagna he uh has a part in there and he shows about how he does the lettering and everything else but you see what the colorists and everybody does and what the process of that could look like. So I can totally see them being completely done with a story and then DC saying, hey, we're going to hold off on colors and we're going to hold off on letters until we're closer to the date. Yeah. So hmm. I, I can totally see that. And I want to just backtrack on what I said because the article does, in fact, say Batman Earth One Volume Three will hit stores on June eighth of twenty twenty one. So they do have an exact date. Now, is this just a volume? Right, it just comes out. All yes. Six so or the whatever? Earth, the Earth One stories, they're not even issues. It is just a straight up volume, uh, yeah. one issue, a hundred and some odd pages. Um, Bat, uh, Batman will now officially have three. Uh, Wonder Woman now has three, I believe. Uh, Superman has three. Green Lantern has two. Uh, Teen Titans has two. And we're still waiting on Flash and Aquaman. So, because they're, for the longest time, they were aiming for a Justice League Earth One story. Uh, And they were going to do every character one at a time. But because plans have changed and the way they are releasing books has changed and all this sort of stuff, I think these books would thrive right now because of the graphic novel that they are. Mm -hmm. I think if they were to push these, they would sell very well. Yeah. Uh, Interesting thing that I learned from the comic shop talk. uh, They say that a lot of people don't want future state, so they're not getting a lot of orders really so yeah they said a lot of people are like i don't want it i don't want it so uh that's gonna be interesting to see how the rest of the world see this is just one comic shop in the world you know um but yeah apparently not uh not a lot of people are selling even with them trying to sell it like i don't want it i will tell you this future state is in fact if you look at all the titles and all of the issues that they have collectively it is 52 issues 
Mm-hmm. On the uh, dot. 52. Interesting. It's their magic number. Um, that is probably why most people will not want it because they believe when people hear about these like solidified events, they have this notion of like, oh crap, I have to get everything. Mm-hmm. So they feel obligated to spend hundreds of dollars when you don't really necessarily need to do that. Support the characters that you want to support. Yeah. That's all I'm going to tell everybody is support the characters that you don't want to support. You don't have to go buy a Catwoman book if you don't want to. Um, you don't have to buy a Legion of Superheroes if you don't want to. Buy the character that you want to know about and just buy that character. Easy as that. Yeah. Um, speaking of characters, though, one thing uh, I didn't write down before we started this podcast was the news about Super Sons. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So uh, I believe it is 14 issues that Four- is going to be. Yes, 14 issues, digital first. It'll be a digital first series that will eventually, of course, come out as print, just like everything else, digital first. It is written by Tomasi, uh, drawn by George Jimenez. The team is back, uh, both uh, characters and creative team. Uh, That is awesome. Everybody that I saw was talking about it, was super excited about this. Uh, You know, it was, I think, Bendis put his foot in his mouth when he said that, oh, I'm sorry that nobody wants to read about kids doing their homework and doing normal kid stuff. And everybody responded with, yes, we do. Yeah. And so DC heard us. And now they're making a Super Sons book, which I think is awesome. I wonder if they would take Tomasi off of detective and just throw him back on on superman to fix whatever just just ignore anything that what's his name did and just continue his series i would totally want that as long as jurgens gets action as well because yeah. he was also he's on not action. doing anything else i mean, he, I mean his... he's on batman beyond but batman beyond is about to end at issue yeah. 50 but well, i think not that great either yeah unfortunately but i i would totally be down for it and i I will say this along with what we have to say with Tynan. It looks like majority of these writers will probably have one hand in the main printed continuity books while one other hand is in digital first. That's what I think they will do from now on. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We're going to save the Tynan stuff for the end. Um, But uh, like I said, I only read two of these books, so we'll cover Detective last. Uh, you started reading Harley, uh, issue two of, uh, I don't even know what it's called. So what are it's, they it, it is called Batman White Knight Presents Harley Quinn. That is okay. what the official title is. This is issue number two. Now, I did not read the first one. You did. And so I'm going yes. off of the knowledge of what you had said on our podcast, uh, when I went ahead and opened this book. Now, what interested me in this book was the fact that the cover had uh, Poison Great. Ivy oh, all, yeah. uh, hanging around Neo Joker. So I was like, oh, what's all that about? Mm-hmm. So I started reading it, and it opens up with this fight between Harley and Neo Joker. And it gets to a point where uh, Neo Joker is 
holding one of the hyenas hostage and is threatening to slit its throat. Mm -hmm. And Harley says, well, if you do that, I will kill you. I promise you this. And then out of nowhere, the whistle of a pot on the stove happens. And Harley's like, wait, you're making tea? And Neo Joker says, yeah, what of it? And Harley says, nothing, just that I drink tea too. Herbal tea. And she says, same here. I can't take the caffeine. And they both say, it makes me crazy. I immediately close the book. This is so <laughs> stupid. Yeah. And the reason why I say this, and everybody's going to be like, why are you judging the book off of the first two pages? You need to draw me in. Mm-hmm. And when you start the book, very fast pace with a very large two page, like 15 panels. I'm like, okay, like shit's about to go down. It's going to get crazy. And they're like, oh, do you want to drink some tea? Like, no, bullshit. I don't want that. No, don't make me sympathize with the villain. Again, the same problem that we have been having with every villain at DC. For some reason, DC wants us to care about them. I don't want to care about this Neo Joker. I want to know why she's a badass. And I want to know whether Harley is able to take her down. I don't see that here. So because of that, I close the book and I am not going to read this series. Yeah. So um, it's funny that you mentioned the poison. Ivy thing. I completely forgot. I would have picked up this book because of great ghost, which I'm a big animated series fan. Oh yeah. No, the no, secondary the, cover has great ghost. Yeah. I was going to say the, the variant cover has him. And I yeah. think he actually at the is the at the book. very end of the book. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, I just skipped through all of this. So the one thing this book is doing, which we don't need this, it's giving us, Harley Quinn's past relationship with Jack Napier. I don't care about that. Like, we've had enough. They have children, all of that shit. Like, just give me a good Harley book. I don't care about Jack Napier anymore. I know that you're only using Napier to sell books. I know that's what you're doing. Oh, Every- yeah, because Napier's story was, like, it was good in White Knight. Yeah. And, and yes, he had a little bit of time in curse of the white knight because Mm -hmm. again they needed joker to be there to sell books it was very obvious but to keep joker around for this story it's eye rolling and i don't need it i don't need it yeah so uh i guess the only thing i would find interesting is they show gray ghost at the end he has a nice like apartment with his memorabilia from everything that he has that's all gray ghost uh, for anybody that watched the animated series, he was down on his luck. He was trying to sell all his great ghost stuff. Nobody would buy it. Uh, but then, you know, Bruce Wayne kind of like they found the old tapes and everybody's like, yeah, great ghost. And he got popular again. Uh, but it looks like their killer, who is supposed to be this movie star killer, uh, finally shows their face at the end of this. And she looks kind of cool. Uh, for one, she's all in black and white, which looks really interesting. Like she's all gray, yeah, and she's got like a flapper style outfit. So I'm interested in that. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't really give a shit. I mean, and the thing is, you mentioned like if somebody were to say like, "Oh, how are you going to judge a book off the first few uh pages?" If you guys don't know, if you ever wanted to go and preview a book, they give you the first five pages. 
so you could hopefully buy it. Like now, the first five pages of your book are supposed to be the not the best, but they're supposed to bring you in. It's supposed to bring you in. But here's the thing that I have noticed very quickly. DC does it sometimes. Marvel does it a whole bunch. And I don't know about indie books. If there is something that they want to keep the reader like, like hidden from, mm-hmm. they will preview the fifth sixth and seventh page and leave the first four pages complete like they they won't even show you those four pages they will show you the next three Mm. and so you're like okay this seems very random it seems kind of in the middle and that's when you know okay something's gonna happen in the beginning of the book that they don't want us to see right now one thing i will say uh looking at it now when you see the gray ghost walking through his apartment the mm-hmm. poster he has is the, I believe, the title card of the movie that is uh, shown in the animated series episode. Yeah. As well as uh, when you first see him go into the apartment, you see Batman, the animated series, uh, like action Maybe. figure standing right next to the Grey Ghost action figure. Yeah. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. So yeah, that was that was nice aesthetics, but you know, um, I think the Grey Ghost is just in there as well, not to really add anything to the story. Yeah, and we um, we know that Murphy very much like just draws and loves from the Batman yeah. the animated series. So it was only it was only a matter of time before he brought in the Grey Ghost. For sure. Um, so yeah, I mean the book isn't great. I don't think it's adding anything. The Murphy verse to me sucks now. Like, I don't care. Uh, and if you love the Murphy verse, that's awesome. It's just, I'm, I, he, he left a bad taste in my mouth when he didn't finish the fucking ending of the curse of white Knight, And he just completely ignored it. And I was no, like, it was, oh, yeah. it was the, the uh, white Knight. Yeah. The first one, the white Knight. Yeah. yeah. The first series. Bruce says he he enjoyed the violence and he enjoyed beating people, which I wasn't even happy with that ending. And then he just never talked about it in the next 12 issues. And I was like, uh, what happened? Like, didn't even get covered. So he just retconned that. And I was like, you could have easily changed that somehow, but whatever. And um, yeah, I, I just don't need any more of Napier. Like, is is everything going beyond this just going to be flashbacks? of the other stuff is what is the next one called like night beyond or something like that is oh with nightwing it, i guess no no no, no. like is oh, he doing a batman oh, beyond yeah, version yeah yeah he's he's doing uh though i forgot what the title of it was but it has something yeah. to do with beyond yeah yeah so is he just gonna flash back to all the bad ones like you know i'm just like i don't know that's um, gonna be annoying yeah the I don't know. I just don't really care for this series. I I I didn't even think a lot of the writing was ever that great. You were buying this because of the art. And um yeah, there's I think this the writing is just catching up to him and I think the story's just kind of bland in my opinion. I don't think there's really much going on here. There was a lot of shock and awe in the second series and I think that's what was trying to sell it. Like, "Oh my god, all these people are dying in this book." But there wasn't really any it was just a massacre that just happened. That's all it was. Um, but, you know, uh, I feel like a lot of these side books are that are non-continuity books do shit like that just to sell, you know? Oh, yeah, for it sure. It is what it is. 
Um, but anyways, uh, another book I didn't read, Suicide Squad, which is the <laughs> final issue. Um, yeah, what was uh, what happened in this book? So it opens up very bizarre, very mm-hmm. bizarre. It is uh, the Black Racer. Death himself revives Jogger. Huh. Didn't his head get blown off? Yeah. So he brings him back to life. And there's a Darth Vader moment. Hey, I'm your father. What? Yeah. Again, very odd. Very weird. And he's like, okay, now you're coming with me. And he's like, and Jogger was like, uh, well, actually, when I died, a lot of shit was going down with my team. So I'm going to go help them and you can fuck off because I'm already an adult. And now you decide to come into my life saying that you're my father. Yeah, not going to yeah. happen. And so he runs off to, you know, this kid now exploding zebra man holding the explosion back with his uh with his little uh, barrier, you know, power or whatever, the force field. And Jogger comes in. Everybody's like, what the fuck? He grabs Zebra Man and he runs with Zebra Man, who is able to contain the force field and pull them into the middle of the ocean. Mm -hmm. And he was able to pull back Zebra Man before the explosion really hit any of them. Uh, he asks, hey, this little kid that was inside the explosion, uh, are we just going to let her die in the ocean or do I need to go pick them up? They say, no, you need to go get her. She remembers Wink. There's like this small little reunion. And all of a sudden, the fucking Justice League show up. And they're here to detain Black Mask. And uh, before they actually like show up, show up, uh, Harley and Osita they're like okay we're gonna take turns killing you like we're gonna take turns shooting you until you die Mm -hmm. and so they all pull out guns that's when you see green arrow and of course it had to be green arrow because tom taylor you know it's it's just a very big thing that he loves that character he's always gonna have them show up and uh he says, hey, he's he's going to be, you know, taken in for his crimes. He's going to stand trial and all this. Harley shoots him in the leg. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I told you to put the gum down. He's like, and she's like, I did. And then Osita shoots the other leg. And then she says he doesn't need his legs to go to jail. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And so. Batman shows up, Wonder Woman shows up, Superman shows up, and they crack jokes about, you know, why Batman is being so, I guess, pissy or angry at them because them Mm -hmm. being like the actual Suicide Squad or whatever. And they're like, um, is this about stealing your Batmobile? You know, bringing that back in. Yeah. And, you know, they actually have the conversation with that president who ends up being, of course, Ari's mother. And she's like, hey, you can do whatever, but you're not taking these people because they saved us. We will do whatever we want with them because this mm-hmm. is my nation and I know how to rule my people. 
So she basically said, hey, Batman, go fuck yourself, basically. Mm -hmm. And so the Justice League leaves. Uh, uh, I forgot his name. The Seven Sins dude. Um, I I forgot his name. Uh, But he gives everybody pride so that way they can celebrate, you know, the win that they got with uh, turning in Black Mask and everything. This is when Harley you know, no, uh, realizes that she has stuff to do and she needs to leave the team for a little bit. She leaves to go see Deadshot's family, Deadshot's daughter. And, you know, the daughter's like, okay, well, you know, what does this mean? What's going on? And Harley says, uh, you know, Floyd hit hurt a lot of people, but he did, and he did a lot of bad things, but he was genuinely trying to be a better person. So trying to give her a sense of like, hey, he didn't die a bad person. And basically just says, hey, there's a lot of stories about me and your father, and I think you should know about them. I'm going to have to censor a lot of it, but I'm going to let you know. And the daughter was like, well, well, you don't have to censor everything. And Harley was like, yeah, I really do. And so this book ends with the... Uh, what are they called? That group revolutionaries, the revolutionaries grabbing every single person that is connected to the suicide squad, like mm-hmm. government wise, whether that be in the United States, whether that be across seas, everybody ties them up, puts them in this facility and basically says the suicide squad is dead. We are the revolutionaries. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And uh, the, the, the threat is like, hey, if you try to do anything again, like we have every file, every photo, every piece of data on you that we have no problem telling your countries, but most importantly, your families. So basically yeah. saying we can put a target on your family's back if we wanted to. Mm-hmm. So hmm. that's interesting. Um, the Harley stuff she needs to censor is, I believe they hooked up, uh, depending on what continuity you're going after. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got to censor some stuff. Me and your dad were hooking up. So, uh, my bad. Um, but what do you think about the idea of there possibly not being a suicide squad book in the future and it just being the revolutionaries? I don't mind it. I don't see it selling. Um, but I don't mind it. I will say this. If Tom Taylor couldn't sell a Suicide Squad book, it's going to be hard to sell that book ever again. Yeah. Um, It sucks because they were good characters. Like, um, you know, it's unfortunate. Maybe they can do a digital first. Um, Yeah. And there was these rumors of Azarello being on the Suicide Squad book. Yeah. And that was when the rumor of Wally West being on that book Mm-hmm. after uh heroes in crisis so yeah maybe azarello could you know revamp that book but i don't know yeah i think um suicide squad should be a 12 issue series for every story and that should be it you know yeah. um and just go down that route get good writers every time be like hey 12 issues suicide squad story go it's just not going to be a solid continuity going forward yeah or or it could still be a continuity but i would say like hey you have 12 issues to tell one mission. You're allowed to kill yeah. one person 
on the team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Or, you know, start off, you could start off every book with Waller picking out a new team. Or oh, reference yeah. a previous team, like, this team just got back, but I'm taking you for this particular mission. You know what I mean? And that way you can refresh the people that get killed or whatever. Or, surprisingly, what I thought was going to happen with these people was I thought Tom Taylor was making a lot of new characters so they could die throughout his story. Because that's kind of what the old school Suicide Squad was. People died a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I thought that's what he was going to do. I was like, all right, cool. But apparently not. He decided to kill some even older characters. So <laughs> poor Magpie. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I don't know. I thought it's interesting. I don't think I think it's cool to end the story that way. And again, I know you mentioned that Tom Taylor said he was always going to end the story this way or something like that. I could see it always ending like this. Yeah, um, because it's uh, his but, team, his creation. I could totally see yeah. that. Um, but maybe it just was meant to. And a few issues later. So who knows? Because I still think we should have got a like sad. What's his name's death should have been more emotional. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we talked, we talked about that in length, but yeah, for the most part. um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it sucks that this book didn't get more praise and didn't get more uh, acknowledgement, but you know, it's unfortunately what happens with comic books, you know? Uh, if you guys like these stories, you got to buy them physically or digitally. You yeah. can't just rip them from the internet and you can't just read them on Instagram or something like that because that's why they get canceled. Um, that's why I'm buying two issues of Batcat. Uh, but it's also because the covers are amazing. So, uh, yeah, I ended up buying cover. a, I ended up buying a, you know, a full three issues or, or three copies of the first issue of Batcat. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just buying the Clayman and Jim Lee covers because that second Jim Lee cover already looks gorgeous. Yeah. I'm just like, damn. Um, so, yeah, Jim Lee, 12 Jim Lee covers. I- I'll take it. Uh, but now, I'm not going to lie to you. What happened in Detective? Oh, was, uh, oh it ended with Hush. Yes. yes. So that was the big thing. But it opens up with... Uh, I can never remember this dude's name. Um, oh, the mirror. Uh, Nakano. Or the... Nakano oh, okay. has a confrontation or a just uh, conversation with yeah. uh, the mirror. And this confirms that he is not the mirror, which I thought would be the big reveal. Same. But he is not. But Tomasi does this fucking badass mirror panel. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he says, I am you and you are me. And talking about how their goals align and how they can better Gotham. Yeah. You know? And so uh, Nakano says, no, I'm not going to team up with you because whether it's a mask to help me or a mask to not, I'm trying to get rid of everyone. Mm-hmm. And so... uh you know, the mask gave Nakano a USB to say, hey, this yeah. could really help you. And he refuses to even touch it in case uh, in case the mirror wanted to try to get his like fingerprints or whatever. Yeah. So we open up uh, also with this like uh, little confrontation with like these kids in a street mm-hmm. doing the tagging. 
I yeah. thought that was interesting. So this kid is pro Batman, draws a bat mm-hmm. symbol, and then this anti Batman kid draws a big red circle and a line through it, and they start to fight over it. Batman breaks it up, and the kids say, "Okay, well I'll see you around." Uh, he says, uh, "See you soon." Yeah, I'll be there looking for you. And it almost made me think, wait, are they siblings that are fighting? Or is that just something that you say like, oh, yeah, I'll see you around and I'll be there waiting. Like, is that what he means by it? I, like, I think it's shit talking. OK, yeah. OK. Um, uh, I just randomly just popped into my head because. Let's say Batman's real, right? That would be awesome. Uh, although, then again, that means his villains are real and that would be terrifying. Who? In our current society that is so divided, who do you think would support Batman? Like, do you think, like, Trumpers would be more Batman and Democrats would be less Batman? Because they'd be like, that's I, wrong. I knew this question would eventually hit our podcast. Yeah. Um, fuck. Because it's such a weird thing, right? I don't know. Because think, think of it this way. So think of the brutality of Batman. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who do you think would be against that? Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the thing is cops hate Batman. Batman. Yeah. And Republicans so, love cops. Yeah. It's it's so it's it's such a yeah. weird question. It's such a weird question because literally during the first wave of very harsh and scary protests when like people were getting shot with rubber bullets in the eyes and like all this other stuff there was a batman cosplayer Mm -hmm. that went into the middle of this thinking it was funny and everybody was like yeah batman's on our side and then a couple hours later he was taking pictures with cops and so like people were like pissed and so you're like what does that mean for society you know yeah so it's it's very interesting because i feel like with these kids though i think if you were to separate it to red and blue the kid spray painting the batman symbol would be blue and the kid exiting it out would be red Red. because that's breaking the law you shouldn't be doing that so because i feel like republicans are more about the laws than the rights of people like it's like you shouldn't be doing that that is true and that is true and i wonder i legitimately wonder if Tomasi had any kind of like thought process of that in this story because yeah. there it feels now that you've brought it up it well it gets protesty in later in the issue oh yeah and it, it gets to the point where like uh and i feel like this is very like on the nose but when you look at where was it freaking uh where was where was the one with all the tiki torches? What which protest was oh, that? Charlottesville. Charlottesville. Uh, they were very defined by what they were wearing, right? Mm-hmm. And this protest with the mask, everybody's wearing a white shirt. It's all super organized like that. Yeah. And so it's like, ooh, that's a little on the nose. I don't know how I feel about mm-hmm. that. And then you see the other people. Uh, very colorful in what they're wearing and then have all the different bat character masks. Yeah. So I feel like you can definitely tell what could be what 
Yeah. But it's still up for debate. Like I, I sure. and I think that's the whole point. Yeah, definitely. I think it would be a lot more interesting in our climate. I feel like in the in the Gotham story, you can tell. But like in our society, it'd be like, oh, I don't know. That'd be kind of, uh, you know, yeah, that'd be an interesting conversation. Um, <laughs> like, you believe in Batman? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Batman's a conspiracy, man. That's what the government wants you to think, all right? It's like COVID. It's not real. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, COVID is real, people, just in case you didn't get that reference. Yes. Um, very much but so. anyways, uh, one thing we do see is we see Damien pops up in this book. And he finds out, he finds the lady that he was accusing last time, that his suspect. Yes. And he goes and talks to her. And what we find out, just to speed the story along, is that this is Thomas Elliot, a.k.a. Hush's father's half-sister. Okay, right? I was wanting to know yeah. if we were going to get it right. Yes. 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 So they um, made it very complicated. And we find out they needed to make it somewhat complicated because this person needed to be old enough to yeah. be on the different cases that Bruce was involved in when he was younger. Yes. So, yes, this is Hush's half aunt. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but so... this conversation was very weird. Um, and the confrontation was very weird also because I did see like a really weird continuity thing. Uh, this this woman drops her uh, keys and her badge and her gun on the kitchen counter, notices something off and goes into the living room where she sees Damien. And in the middle of the conversation, she pulls out a gun out of nowhere, literally nowhere. I even looked at the panel before to see if like, you could see a gun like behind her back or anything. There's nothing there. Mm -hmm. And so she randomly pulls a gun. And before she could even think Damien is able to like, take it away from her. So yeah. still showing that Damien's a badass. And I thought he was going to steal the cat. And then mm -hmm. the last panel was like, Oh, and don't worry. I will find a new home for your cat. Basically. Yeah. He should have gave it to Selene. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Have a little um, uh, 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 connection there. I think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, because it would be interesting since she's staying away from Batman right now. If he mm. knew that and he'd be like, here, I know you'll take care of this. And she's like, haven't you talked to your father? And he's like, we're not on speaking terms like that would have been interesting. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean, so they could have done something there. Uh, so we have these few panels of a lot of the villains watching this mirror lead this protest through the city of Gotham. And they're kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. Uh, we have the whole Bat family jumping down from the rooftop saying, like, we got to make sure people stay safe. And we see all of these Bat figures, uh, these people that are pro-Batman versus these people that are anti-Batman. And it's two full-page spreads back-to-back -back of these people fighting and Robin and everybody getting involved and trying to break it up. And I thought this was really interesting. Batman fights Mirror. Um, Batman comes to the conclusion that this isn't somebody he's fought before and that they're actually trained. And uh, I think that's very interesting because, you know, for the most part, I love these masked people. It, it usually sucks when it's somebody we know. 
And, you know, we thought it was going to be the mayor because that's usually kind of what they do. And it wasn't. So I was like, okay, cool. And now Batman's like, this isn't somebody I haven't, I haven't fought before. That's kind of cool too. So we could be getting an actually good new character here. And I've liked him. I've liked his mentality. I've liked his speeches so far. And so I think this is really cool. So Batman fights this mirror all the way to a balcony or a, a bridge area. And he's like, you know, we need to stop. And this guy's like, no, I will not stop. He's like, if you jump off this bridge, that current is going to kill you. And he's like, I have faith or whatever. And this guy jumps off this bridge and falls into this current. And people are like, Batman threw him off. And like, they're just like accusing him. And he's like, he's- I, I immediately thought of the Toy Story scene where fucking yeah. Buzz Lightyear falls out of the <laughs> fucking window. Oh my yeah. God, he did it again. so it's all like so they're accusing batman and he's all like you guys need to believe what you see in front of you you know what i mean and um to fight for gotham yeah and so all these people were just like i don't know man you're kind of sus you know vote him out and um so they're just kind of like what's going on and he contacts nightwing to see how it's going and nightwing's like hey man everything's good over here uh, we're just gonna kind of make sure everybody stays safe, but we should be able to crowd this up. Yeah, he's, and what he says it, he's made their the Bat family is making their way through the crowd. That's what he says. Yeah, and uh, what we see is while he's saying that is the next panel. There is a gun to Barbara's head, and then we see that there is uh, it's basically hush, but it looks it's drawn really weird because of his eyes. Like his eyes are covered, like the mirror. And uh, the mirror has, I mean, this this hush person had a Batman mask on. So he has Nightwing tied up and he's telling him, he's basically saying like, if you don't say this, I'm going to blow her brains out. So of course, Dick Grayson's obviously madly in love with Barbara, which we don't see that in the comics anymore, but it's true. And um, Hush is just like, you know, uh, he says, you're lucky enough to see another day. Now sleep a little, Nightwing. And he basically knocks him out. And uh the whole Bat family has been caught by Hush in this scenario. Yeah, and, uh, and one thing that we didn't say is, like, in that giant splash page of, like, the crowd fighting, we actually see Hush disguised as a protester uh, shooting trank darts at every Bat family member, except for Batman. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Um, I will say this particular artist, I do not like the way he draws batwoman and uh uh signals helmets like their signal is so bulky yeah uh signal was very uh exaggerated in the ears and stuff it just looked very power ranger-esque to Mm -hmm. me and i was like ah that's a little too much and then he draws uh orphan's eyes like very wide like like spider-man yeah like a very very much like spider-man yeah uh, but for this most part, I enjoy this. I like Hush. Um, so this is one of those solid Tomasi stories so far. Uh, the villain's good. The concept of the arc is good. And he brought back a character we haven't seen in a while uh, to throw a little twist in there. So it's going to be very interesting to see if Hush is working with the mirror or if he just saw this as an opportunity to take out the Bat family. I'm very curious on why he wants to take out the Bat Family. Is this part of the Black Book? Is he here to finish off Bruce Wayne? Um, you know, is obviously he's probably going to use the Bat Family as leverage to get Bruce to meet him somewhere. Um, so yeah, I'm very curious to see where this is going to play out. Um, 
I am always curious. I mean, because obviously they got they got tranked. So I'm glad that they showed that because they're probably not at full strength. Because in reality, from what we've learned, all of these Bat Family members should be able to get out of ropes, no problem. So, Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, so I'm glad they got drugged because then that kind of adds to the plausibility of why they're not able to escape. Um, and then I'm pretty sure the next panel we see them in, they'll be chained up and like electrocution around them or something. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I'm actually in, I'm enjoying Detective way more than I'm enjoying Batman. I can say that with 100% factual information. Oh, for um, sure. Speaking of Batman, you listened to, I guess, the greatest podcast of all time yesterday. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> How many times so, did I stop you from doing actual I don't know. work? Like For seven real. times? Oh, yeah. my gosh. So, so you this heard was, this. So. This was on uh, Word Balloon's latest uh, podcast episode. Um, it is a part of like the Black Friday thing that they are doing. Uh, they're going to be a part of some sort of convention. Uh, but he he wanted to promote this this podcast in particular, this episode. And so he's talking to Tynan. Tynan is talking all about his Batman stuff. Uh, first bit of information he decides to just go out and say is this conversation about Ghostmaker. Now, I'm going to try to stay like calm and not yell <laughs> because I laid so many F-bombs on Juice after listening to this. Tynan has this idea that Ghostmaker is the equivalent to that of a Sasuke to a Naruto. So think of the relationship that Naruto has with Sasuke. And then imagine Ghostmaker having that relationship with Batman. Bullshit. Like, that's it's 100% bullshit. Um, reason being, uh, you cannot bring in a brand new character with the desire to murder people and say, hey, this is one of Batman's oldest and closest friends. That's just not how it works. Mm-hmm. like Batman beat the ever living shit out of freaking Jason Todd for not killing penguin. Yeah. Like let's, let's remember that penguin was actually able to survive that gunshot to the head and Batman still beat the shit out of him. So he is not just going to sit here and say, Hey, you know what? That's a guy that I think is good enough to, you know, say that he is sane. So that was the first big no-no on my part, on me listening to this podcast. And, you know, Tynan kept making these references to, uh, like, the, just to shonen anime and to manga and how he wants it to relate to Batman. And there is a style of 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 writing whenever it comes to shonen and whenever it comes to western american comics it is very clear if you read any anime whether it be the first issue to uh or first chapter to what it's 100th chapter it is very very different from what you read in your average batman comic yeah 
But along with that, he also revealed that uh, the rumored Batman book that or the rumored Bat Family book that he's going to have in March is somewhat related to Gordon. And when they referenced uh, Gordon being de-aged, I think it was the reference to him being de-aged in the New 52. Mm-hmm. Because clearly, before New 52, he was older, much, much older. He was retired uh, in Gotham Central. So he yeah. is much younger. And so maybe he is doing something along the lines of being a little bit more active, like he was in Heavy Metal when he was actually Batman for a while in the New 52. Yeah. So there's that. Um, He was talking also about uh, his plans for these new characters. Clown Hunter, Punchline, Ghostmaker. And said that he had plans and outlines for 2021, 2022, 2023, and 2024. Now, he did clarify and said he had a rough outline of what could possibly happen. Doesn't mean he's going to be on Batman until 2024, but that man is dreaming if he thinks he's going to be writing Batman for another four years. Like yeah. it not possible with the way that he's writing the way that he is about to get shut down by the sales of Batcat, Like it's just not mm-hmm. happening, not happening whatsoever. Uh, not in my mind. And he has this like just love affair with his own characters that you cannot do when your main character is Batman. Yeah. He wants to put this emphasis on Clown Hunter and on Ghostmaker and on Punchline. You can do that in a different book because he also revealed that 2021 is going to have Ghostmaker stories, including Batman, and having solo missions that he cannot clarify on whether they will be digital first, whether they will be a maxi series or a mini series. But even still, I think that is bullcrap. Like you are working on Batman. Mm-hmm. And when you are not writing a f- to your full potential Batman story, I don't give a shit about anything else, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that he is very much in the headspace of what we were talking about a couple episodes ago about how he's chasing the money. He's like, Hey, I know that as long as I create new characters, they will get uh, possibly animated movie deals, possibly action figures, memorabilia, clothing, whatever. And I'm going to get a part of that. So I need to do what I need to do to make the money, which, Hey, you do what you got to do to make a living. I understand that. But you cannot sit here and act as though you were as passionate as you are for being a comic book writer slash comic book fan and think that this is good writing for a Batman book. You just can't. You cannot. And it frustrated me so much. It frustrated me so much. I actually think 
you know, probably on Friday when I go back to work, I'm going to listen to it again to get like the actual detailed quotes and everything else about what he says. Uh, so that way, you know, when shit doesn't happen, we can call it out. And yeah. when it does happen, we will still probably be pissed, but it blows my mind. Because uh, uh, one thing that I also told you that he said is that this very next issue that we are going to be reading next week, uh, he is going to reference the fact that when he, Bruce Wayne made Batman Incorporated, that he confronted Ghostmaker to be a part of Batman Incorporated. Yeah. How and or why? Yeah. Um, so, look, we know there's this weird love affair with Scott Snyder and Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison is the creator of Batman Incorporated. I feel like Scott St- Tynan is Scott Snyder's child. And Scott Snyder is like, this is Grant Morrison. You got to love him just as much as I love him. And Tynan's like, okay, daddy. And, uh, you know, he's just going to go ahead and put in Morrison stuff. I mean, Tynan could probably love Morrison just as much, but we know for a fact that Snyder has a big heart on for Grant Morrison stuff. It's the reason why we're getting Metal 2 and all of these references from Barbitos and all of that shit in Metal and all that jazz. Like, that is just Scott Snyder's freaking Morrison love child that they have. And, yeah, Tynan is just kind of throwing stuff out there. That You also mentioned, you also told me something that Tynan mentioned that the best way to write comics is to reference old stuff so it will sell old books. Yes, he he did say that in reference to the whole uh, Batman Incorporated thing. Yes. So that is good. You know, that is, and I think that's smart because I am somebody that is reading as much Batman as I can. And when I find something really interesting that I would love to reference in the future to progress a different story or add a new element to a story... I write that kind of stuff down. But the problem with the idea of like, oh yeah, if you mention other stuff, people will be interested to go read that. People usually do that when the current story is good. And if your current story sucks and you're referencing old stuff, nobody's going to give a shit because they're like, wow, well, if this stuff sucks, I wonder if the old stuff sucks because there's this, you know, I feel like there is this little mentality among certain readers that the old stuff, like new stuff should be the best stuff. And the old stuff isn't as good as the new stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's that vice versa where the people that grew up, you know, reading comics 20 years ago are probably like, uh, comics now are just shit. Um, you know, whereas there is a lot of great new stuff. So there's like these contrasting opinions. And yeah, so like if you were to if you're reading Batman right now and you have like if you were like I, I I hope not. If anybody's listening to this podcast and Tynan is your first Batman run and you think this is probably the best Batman that's being written right now, it is not. There is so much good Batman you could be reading that has been out for years, decades. Yeah. Start with Hush. Hush is the first thing you should be reading in a Batman story. And that's what that's a book I recommend to everybody right away. And so, yeah, I I hope people aren't getting turned off by comics because of this run. And it's just, I don't know, man. The fucking anime and U.S. comics don't work. 
It just doesn't. You can take U.S. comics and try to make them anime. I think that works that way. But taking anime and trying to bring it into U.S. comics doesn't work because the 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 mindset of Americans, we're very prudish here and we're very serious. Like I've been telling everybody lately, I've been watching this anime called High School DxD. In America, people would not be for this. They would not. They they would. So high school DxD to America would be like, Porn. yes, yeah, it it would be something that they needed to be like, it would be banned in libraries and like shit like that. Like mm-hmm. that's what America does when they see something that like, oh, that's the devil. It needs to be burned and or forgotten about and or erased from history. That's what yeah. America thinks of things that aren't in the social norm. And that just doesn't like when you try to put that on a very, very, very popular 80 year old IP, mm-hmm. it gets very convoluted. Now, don't get yeah. me wrong. Batman was trained in the way of ninjas, samurai, like all these different mm-hmm. things from other cultures. I understand that, but its basis is off of American Western golden age comics. Yeah. You know, so it it just doesn't mix well. Yeah. You the one thing the one thing anime can do that a lot of American stuff does not do because you get into Deadpool territory, which everybody knows that if it's Deadpool territory, you don't take it serious. You just yeah. read it for fun. You can't do that with Batman. Batman could never be Deadpool. Like it's no. just not supposed to be happening. And the anime does it very well where you will have a super serious scene and the moment after that super serious scene, it's wacky, but it works because the characters are also wacky and you get that. And you're just like, oh, this totally And you works. can clearly see that he is using Harley in that way. There's a super serious yes. scene and what happens afterward? We get a scene with Harley. We yeah. immediately get a scene with Harley, whether it be super funny or played down a little bit. But Harley is the uh, what do they call it? The 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 comedy inter- relief, the comedy relief, the intermission between mm-hmm. the 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 very harsh and serious parts of this comic. And yeah. that's the part that we like. But maybe it's because he's going way over the top with Ghostmaker, with Clown Hunter and, yeah. you know, with Batman. It just doesn't work. Yeah, he the, the problem with this and. Another thing, if I just hate that he's comparing anime, because if you're trying to bring anime into this and you watch anime, you read manga, those things get you hooked immediately. You care about those characters immediately. Yeah. And like you relate to those characters immediately. High School DxD is ridiculous. It is one of the most ridiculous animes I've seen. And I fucking love it because I relate to those characters. I relate to the boy. I mean, that's how I was fucking growing up. I was like, wow. And uh, so, like, I relate to that. I don't relate to fucking Clown Hunter at all. I don't relate to Ghostmaker at all. I I barely relate to this Batman. And that's sad. Because this Batman doesn't feel like he's overcoming anything right now. Yeah. No, and, and don't get me wrong. People are probably trying to name all these different animes that are basically like Batman. I can name mm-hmm. you one right now. Black Butler. Everybody said Black Butler is the Bruce Wayne of anime. Like that's what it was. And mm. that's uh uh was it Black Butler or was it no no Big O. Big O. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. And he had that giant mecha. 
Now, yes, he he was very much like a Bruce Wayne character. But here's the thing. You could bring Bruce Wayne and Batman into that realm, but mm-hmm. you could not take Black Butler or Big O into the world of DC and inside the world of Gotham and make yeah. it work. It yeah. just would not work. So, again, you could write a animate like if you gave uh, Horikoshi, which is the writer of My Hero Academia, if you told him to say, hey, you're going to write a 100 chapter story of Batman in this or, or in Shonen for the next 100 weeks, he could mm-hmm. probably do it. He could probably do it. And they could say, hey, it doesn't have to be in Gotham. He's visiting Japan and you're going to do a story in Japan just to make it a little bit more organic. He could do it. He could probably do it. But if you told him, hey, we need you to write a Batman story with every element of American comics, it would not make a whole bunch of sense. Because as much as I love the art style of Batman and the Justice League, which is an a manga, which mm-hmm. is about Batman and the Justice League, it's kind of cringy. And yeah. it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. They did like this pretty boy Joker, and it just it just feels very odd. Mm-hmm. And as much as I want, there was this awesome uh Cartoon Network uh DC short where an anime-esque Batman was fighting Bane. And oh, Cat- yeah, it has and, Catwoman and stuff. And Catwoman yeah. was helping. Like, if that was an anime, mm-hmm. give me that. Yeah. But that is not what Tynan is doing. No, not at all. Yeah, because in that anime, like, they're... I don't know if it's Selena or whoever, but, like, scrolls are turning into people. Like, they're, yeah. like, you know... Scrolls are turning into people. To- Batman turns physically into, like, a whole bunch of bats and a shadow. Yeah. Like, it is very supernatural. Mm-hmm. Batman isn't that. So, yeah. again, it isn't working the way Tynan is intending it to. So, yeah. it's two different mediums, and I think he should just try to write the same... If he wrote a Batman story the same way he writes a Justice League Dark story, mm-hmm. that would be a good story. That would be a good book. And I want that book, but he doesn't want to tell that book, which is so depressing. Yeah, I think I think he does see Batman as his cash cow. He's like, I'm going to try to make as much money as possible with Batman because this is probably going to be the biggest spotlight I ever get. And it's unfortunate because, like I said, his indie stuff is good. And this is one thing I wanted to point out that I've noticed. What would you say are the last two good Batman runs? Kings and Snyder's, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What were they both when they were writing those? They were exclusive to DC. I think if you're going to put somebody on Batman, they need to be exclusive. Well, and I think they cannot well, be well, writing somewhere else. I was going to say, I think Tynan, Snyder but, was... but he is writing Department of Truth right now. Yeah. Yep. I think because Tom King right now, as much as I slob on the knob, he is exclusive still. He says, yeah. I'm only working for DC because they're letting me do a lot of stuff and they're paying me really well. He's like, I'm not writing anything else. Yeah. And look at what he's putting out. But when you're like, eh, I'm going to dabble over here on image because I could sell these movie rights and I could actually make more money 
in the indie circuit, while I also write this Nightwing or this Batman over here, you're going to care more about the product that can make you more money. And I think that's what you're seeing with Snyder and Tynan right now. They're more interested in their indie stuff than they are their current DC titles because they're like, all right, you know, we're, we're, we're never going to get as much money from DC as we could on our own over here. So we're going to kind of write two awesome things at the same time, which they're genuinely just lacking because we know these are two writers that have, have done phenomenal things in the past, but I feel like they're just, they're just getting like, I, I don't know what the word is, but they're, they care more about the indie shit is basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I think it's hurting their DC work. And yeah, it sucks because it feels like, look, I don't want to be on this podcast every time being like, oh, Titan sucks. Oh, Snyder sucks. But they're throwing them in our face right now. Like they're on everything. Yeah. So I, I, I just looked it up. Now, I did mention earlier about the whole uh, artist being 200 to $400 a page. Mm-hmm. I randomly wrote here uh, DC Comics writer salary. Says here it can be anywhere between twenty to forty eight thousand a year, but it says, however, extremely popular writers have been known to earn as much as twenty million a year. Million? Million? No, there's no way. I don't no know way. where this is coming from. This That's is... like Alan Moore. Period. That's it. There's nobody beyond that. No way. I don't know. No way. There's there because like even Tom King with what he's selling, he made a joke about his wife. Like she was like, "Yeah, oh, my yeah, with the nurse, insurance." But, yeah, yeah. She was like, "Do you want insurance?" And he was like, "Yes, please." So like you know, I highly doubt that somebody who's making twenty million dollars a year ain't worried about insurance. All right, that is so, true. Like, but see, I want to know if like that that is also included with like. Hollywood work like Tom King and Jeff Johns probably exactly um, now Tom Tom King can make all the jokes he wants but if he's raking in 20 million dollars I don't think he's gonna tell you hey I'm making 20 million dollars right now yeah you know yeah but see, he's probably paying off the CIA so they don't snipe see, him though but see the thing is Batman is the top dollar book yeah it is like as much as I hate to say it it is the top dollar book. And so Tynan is going to do whatever. Like, there has got to be a checklist, right? It's like, hey, if you want to make this much in a single issue of Batman, it needs to have this many pages of Batman in his costume, at least this many new characters, this, 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 and this. And he's checking off every box Yeah, with every issue he writes. Yeah. Um, oh man, I could you imagine four more years of this? Like, God, that's so it's awful. so painful, which is why I will even say it here. So, DC, don't hate me because I'm saying people look into future state, find what you like, mm-hmm. and pre order it because we need new ideas, yeah. and with those new ideas will come more stories and more books that we enjoy. There is already rumors of the Brazilian Wonder Woman not only having a CW show, 
but having mm-hmm. an ongoing title after Future State. Yeah. So that's one. We need more. We need characters that we know and we love that we haven't been enjoying right now. We need those stories after March. Yeah. We just do. See, yeah, it sucks because like if if Black Batman uh is wit- written well, like I'm excited for that. Although the hardcore diehard Batman fan in me doesn't want Bruce to go away. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, oh. But you know, that is I'm why you would it. have something like a Batman Adventures Continues and a Batham- Batman Gotham Knights digital only. Yeah. You know? So you still get yeah, no. your Bruce, but mm-hmm. you also get this other Batman. And I yeah. think that's really what they're going to try to maintain is mm-hmm. have all these books out there so you can pick and choose. Yeah. But it's going to flood their own market, you know? Mm-hmm. And the books that they really want to sell probably aren't going to sell as much because you're giving them a better alternative. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I will say this. Um, go out, obviously, buy Batcat. Uh, if yes. you want to get good Batman. It, well, one, the reason why you should be buying Batcat is obviously you should support good writers like Tom King. But if you want Batman and Catwoman to fucking get married in the comic books, you need to buy the hell out of this book. You need to just buy as many copies as you can. I'm not saying spend your life savings or anything like this. But if you can afford to buy two copies, A cover, B cover, Jim Lee, Clayman, they're amazing. You can hang them on your walls. Buy them. Uh, or if you want to buy one digitally and one physically, do that. It's the same thing. But, like, support this book. If you want another good like Batman universe story out there, go buy Joker Harley criminal sanity. It is fantastic. The art is amazing. And people like Cami Garcia need to be on main books. Yes. And not just these black label books. I want to see her. And I tweeted at her after last week's podcast. And I was like, I told DC, I was like, I want to see her on the main Batman title and HBO max. If you need a damn criminal show, this is it. She responded. She was like, this is an amazing compliment. And I was like, you're a fucking amazing writer. And I want to see you on Batman. Yeah. And I think we need to see that. Like, I think DC, you know, it's they're showing this like inclusion in their comic books, which I enjoy. I want to see that happen in their main titles like Batman. I want to see a woman writing Batman. I want to see people of color writing Flash, uh, fucking all these other books. Like, I want to see it behind the scenes. And um, because I think that's the only way we're going to get fresh stories. If we keep getting Snyder, Tynan, and even if we just keep getting Tom King, like I don't want him to go away, but I still want fresh stories. Yeah. And if digital first is where that's going to happen, it's been successful. Some of the best Batman stories of this year were digital first. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I I want new blood, but at the same time, like the only way we're going to get that is if comic book fans actually support. And that's not saying you have to support weekly guys, but if you want to just go pick up a book every once in a while, do that. You know, it's good stuff to read. It supports comic shops. Like it's what you should do. Uh, if you enjoy this medium is what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, four years, four more years of Tynan would scare the hell out of me. Um, I would just hope that Tom King's Bat Cat continues for four years. Like, that's the only thing I could pray on. <laughs> um, because, like, damn, like, it would be so rough. Because at least one King title 
per month would probably you know, cancel out the other yeah <laughs> the other two because i'll just read king stuff twice yeah bada bing bada boom like yeah. there you go i counted it twice um but we will have that next week yes we're also gonna have 104 or whatever we will have but, 104 of batman we will have bat cat number one we will have uh strange adventures number seven mm-hmm. and i believe that is it for the podcast i don't know yeah. if we will have anything else yeah, we'll keep you posted. Hopefully, we have some more stuff to talk about entertainment-wise. Yeah. But for the most part, that is uh, everything we got, ladies and gentlemen. Play. I know you said you recorded a lot today, so what do you got coming Yes, up? I recorded a ton today. So I, right after this, will be editing, and uh, it will drop on the feed tomorrow during Thanksgiving, will be the third episode of the Ranger Alliance podcast. Uh, yesterday, uh right? Yeah. Yesterday I recorded with Jim on weird science. We talked about power pack number one and amazing Spider-Man. So go check that as well. And then uh, I was going to do a miles Morales review tonight, but uh, we had to reschedule. So we will have that at a later date, but in the future, also in December, look out for a doctor who Christmas special episode Uh, that I'm going to be doing with uh, a group of friends. We're going to be ranking the top five Doctor Who specials. Nice, nice. Doctor Who is amazing. Yes, it is. Um, Yeah, so me, follow me at the usual places, twitch.tv slash juice from the box, TikTok, juice from the box, uh, and my two YouTube channels. Just go check out my link tree. Uh, Content's been kind of all over the place lately. This week's been insane. I'm just getting ready to leave my job and kind of preparing for the future. It's going to be kind of insane. So um, I'm going to have a lot of stuff in the coming weeks. I'm going to have a full-time streaming schedule. So no more like, oh, hey, just uh, if you get lucky with the notification. No, I will have set times when you guys can come hang out. So if you want to talk about the podcast, that's going to be the best time to do it now because I'm going to be streaming three to four times a week. So that'll be one of the best things you guys can come do. Definitely talk about it. If you disagree with all my points, you could definitely come talk about it in the comment section. Uh, Can't say I'll get to everything you talk about, but. I'll try. <laughs> uh, but for the most part, ladies and gentlemen, Red Hood, oh, shout out. He came by the podcast, uh, by the stream today. Too. Oh, very He's awesome. A viewer of this, uh, and I, I know that uh, Juice has been long awaiting next week's podcast with episode 69. Hell yeah. And we get back at, dude, you know they're going to do it in that first book. <laughs> 69, like, oh, it's going to be so good, dude. It's going to be so perfect. So uh, we will be seeing that next week, ladies and gentlemen. But that is going to be it for this episode. As always, he is Fanboy Clay. I am Juice Wayne. Remember, Batman is awesome.